I don't need to tell you that video on Instagram is important. By now, everyone has really seen the importance of video on the platform and how really leaning into this format can positively affect your Instagram growth strategy. But today, I really want to get into the details and break down all the different video formats that we're seeing across Instagram and share everything that you need to know about approaching each of these formats in the best way that is hopefully going to be true to your brand, efficient in terms of time, and also effective in terms of your growth. So make sure you keep on listening for the ultimate guide on Instagram video. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Hey creator, I've got something really exciting to share with you. My brand new signature course, the Instagram roadmap is now available for instant access. The Instagram roadmap is a self-paced course designed to take you from overwhelmed and uncertain to confident and excited to create content that is going to help you grow on Instagram. I've poured my heart and soul into this course and included all my experience and expertise from not only growing my own active Instagram community of over 35,000 followers, but also from helping countless clients grow their Instagram audiences as well. The Instagram roadmap is designed for beginner and intermediate creators like you who are looking for the path to growth. In the four and a half hours of video lessons, I go over lessons like how to build a strong brand online, how to craft a content strategy that is designed for your unique circumstances and goals, how to batch your content so that you don't get burnt out, and finally, how to monetize your audience and turn content creation into your career. I'm so excited to welcome you into the Instagram roadmap. You can start learning today when you sign up at the Instagram Welcome back to the creator club podcast. Y'all I'm so excited to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is online video content. Look, your girl loves podcasting. I also love reading and writing like blog formats, articles. That's all great. But my first love when it comes to content creation has been making videos. It started on YouTube and now I love that there are other platforms where we can make videos as well, including Instagram. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before I dive in to the real meat of this episode, I did want to just give you one last reminder that throughout the month of May, we are doing an Instagram audit giveaway. So if you would like to enter to win your own personalized Instagram audit, where me and my team will basically take a look at your profile and give you some pointers on what you're doing well and what you could change in your content strategy in order to grow, all you got to do to enter to win this Instagram audit is leave a review on the Creator Club podcast on Apple Podcasts. So just head over to your Apple Podcast app, 
heads up, you're probably already in there listening to this and uh, head over to the Creator Club podcast page. Leave us a five star rating and a review. And at the end of the month, I'm going to put everybody's names in a hat and draw one winner for the Instagram audit because we also just want to say a really big thank you to everybody who's reviewed the show so far. It really helps us grow. And one of y'all reviewers is going to get a free Instagram audit. So if you want to take advantage of that opportunity, go ahead and enter before the end of the month. And with that being said, let's get into what we're all here for, which is talking about strategies behind Instagram video and how we can use video to grow on the platform. So I think it's important that we start with the question of why exactly is video so important on Instagram right now? I know I just said in the intro that we all can see how important video is, but just in case there's a few of you that need convincing, let's first talk a little bit about why I think video is so important to an effective growth strategy on the platform right now. So the average daily time spent on Instagram right now is 53 minutes, which is approximately eight months of a person's lifetime spent on Instagram. If you added that up over an entire life, that's pretty wild. But on top of that, people are glued to video right now. And really video is one of the main things that's keeping people on the platform for so long every day. I mean, I'd encourage you to even just take a look at your screen time stats. I know mine are frankly a little bit embarrassing, especially because I kind of get that daily reminder because I set myself a screen time limit on Instagram of an hour and a half per day. And I quite often bump up against that. And I'm like, oh gosh, Katie, you've done it again. But honestly, a big part of this is that the content has gotten more engaging across stories, reels, and the feed. Video is everywhere and it really grabs our attention and keeps us glued to our phones. Here's some more stats about how video has impacted Instagram as a platform. According to Social Media Week, 78% of people watch online videos every week and 55% of people view online videos every day. In fact, that 55% of consumers actually reported that they want to see more video content this year. And I can tell you, I'm definitely part of the 55% that view online videos every day. I mean, if you consider that even seeing a video in Instagram stories is online video, many of us are seeing online video maybe once an hour, like very, very frequently, right? According to Invisia, viewers retain 95% of a message when they watch it in a video compared to 10% when reading it in text. I'd find it very curious to know what the percentage is when it comes to an audio format like podcasting, but I think you can tell here that video just kind of keeps us more engaged in a way that allows us to retain more information where it's very easy for your mind to wander when you're say reading a blog post and so you might not take it in as much so you can see videos are very engaging and it's a great way to make sure that your message sticks with your audience and one last stat to share with you according to hubspot 54 percent of consumers want to see more video content from a brand or business they support i mean when you think about it there's so many of us that like follow our favorite creators and if anything you would just like to see more of their life more stuff from them right so really not leaning into video on instagram can lower your chances of getting views and followers and converting them into sales if that's your goal so with the importance of video on instagram as a platform really cemented here let's chat about the four video formats that i believe are most important for your instagram success Starting off with obviously the one that's going to be top of mind for most of us, and that is Reels. 
Let's start with the basics. What are reels? Reels are short form vertical videos that can be up to 60 seconds long. Some people are starting to get the ability to make 90 second reels, but that's slowly rolling out with uh, beta testers at the moment of recording. You can create a reel within the app by hitting that little create plus sign in the top right of the app and then record and edit together a video. You can even use photo clips set to music or sounds or voiceover and then you can share that in the reels feed and to the traditional feed. You have a little slider that you can tap on to indicate that you want to share it to your feed as well. And of course, as other feed content, you can share this to your stories too. So really Instagram reels can show up in a variety of different places on the platform. In terms of distribution, Instagram really favors reels that are in the proper formatting, which is vertical orientation. So that's 1080 pixels by 1920 pixels. So really it's just like your typical video, but flipped vertical. They also like it when you use music or sounds found directly in the Instagram music library, but we have also found over at Creatorly that uploading videos from TikTok that have music baked in from the editor inside TikTok can also perform well. So it's not all about following these tips, but also the Instagram algorithm for reels really is looking for content that has a high engagement rate, which includes likes, comments, shares, saves, and also watch time. And generally Instagram reels that use the creative tools like adding text, captions, filters, etc., tend to perform well. These are just general rules. At the end of the day, good content is good content. And even if, like I said, you have the music baked in from TikTok, you have the text baked in from TikTok, or you've edited in a totally different platform altogether. If it's really, really good content, it still might go viral. But if you're trying to work on optimization, some of those tips might help you. Okay. So what's the purpose of reels? Reels are going to work best for you if your goal is to increase reach and gain followers. Since reels are shown to folks who aren't currently following you yet, as well as your own followers, this gives you the opportunity to get your content and profile in front of new eyes and potentially grow your follower base because the reels feed is organized not by who you follow, but by what topics the Instagram algorithm has determined you're interested in. So you can get your content in front of the eyes of people who might be interested in it in a very organic way. All right, so let's talk best practices. I've already told you what the algorithm tends to like when it comes to reels formats, but pleasing the algorithm should never be your main goal. Your main goal should be pleasing the end viewer. You really want to be creating for humans, not algorithms. The best way to grab the attention of the end viewer would be to really make creative, entertaining and high value content. Like I was saying before, we can think about, you know, making sure that we're using sounds from Instagram and formatting things correctly. But at the end of the day, good content is good content and we're making stuff for people not computers. So let's break down one of my more recent reels as an example and talk about why I believe it performed so well. And hopefully there can be some takeaways there that might inform your reel strategy as well. So this reel is titled my favorite Instagram hack. You can find it if you go over to at Katie Steckley on Instagram and, and look for a thumbnail with that title. This video is educating the viewer on how to make sharing your content on your story a little more fun, a little more engaging and interactive. So this reel really outperformed my others. And in my opinion, this is why. And I think really what this is, is not just a summary of, oh, my reel did so well, but these are things that you can kind of aim for a checklist, if you will, of things that you can try to include in your own reels to see similar results of, of further distribution. 
Okay, so the first reason why I think this reel did well is because it was educational. So this reel was a quick tutorial and it provided a really quick win. This is something that the viewer can apply to their Instagram strategy today. This isn't something that they have to buy or take months to learn or implement over years and years. In this short one minute video, they will learn everything they need to know to take action. So if you can provide a quick win, that is going to help your reel be more effective. Okay, so another reason why I think this did well, it was unique. This hack isn't something you see a lot. It's something that I think kind of makes your story stand out from others. And so when I shared it, I think a lot of people were like, oh, I haven't seen a tutorial showing this before. This also kept them hooked and engaged, waiting till the end to see how exactly I kind of developed this hack. So if this can be hard, but if you can find something really unique to share in Reels, that's going to help it perform really well. Another reason is the transitions. In this video, I switched from just a basic selfie view where I was filming myself talking to the camera over to a green screen effect, which allows the viewer to still see my face like presenting the information while I actually explain what they need to do. So I had like a screen recording of the steps in the tutorial behind me. And then I had a little green screen of me in front still like talking the way through it. This is kind of a little bit more engaging than just your typical tutorial style with a voiceover and bouncing back and forth between these formats also helps keep the viewer's attention. So you can see how you can incorporate transitions in your reels without having to, you know, put together this whole wild makeup look or put on a whole new outfit or get your hair done. It doesn't have to be about that. It's just about using different types of media in the same video to kind of keep it fresh. Another reason that I think kind of contributed to the success of this reel is its accessibility. One thing I always recommend having on your talking reels is captions. This makes it more accessible. Not having captions available to read on your reels means that you miss the opportunity to gain viewership from people who can't listen to your reel, whether that's because they're deaf or hard of hearing or because they just are choosing to not listen to the audio right now. So always make sure that you include captions in your reels. Another reason why I think this reel performed well, something to consider when you're making your own reels, is that this reel had a relatively short caption. Especially with a longer explanatory reel like this one, there's really no reason to have a long caption if it doesn't truly add value to the post. In this case, the reel stands on its own and didn't really require additional text to support the point. I also did not use hashtags in this caption, which I know... This is a controversial one. We've talked about this before, the value of hashtags. I think it's kind of proof to the point that hashtags aren't everything when it comes to your reach. What I did do, though, is I made sure to use keywords and terms in this short caption like hack, engaging, Instagram story, and feed content. That can help drive the topic home for the Instagram algorithm. It really helps the algorithm and the search engines built into Instagram understand what this content is about and it'll help it surface if somebody ever searched for Instagram story hacks or something like that. Finally, I added a reel cover. With this reel, I created an on-brand reel cover and created a little mystery with it. I mentioned before the thumbnail. This is how I really think about covers for reels. So on my little cover for my reel, I didn't write how to share your Instagram content on your story. Instead, I said my favorite Instagram hack. It's short and sweet and it leaves a little intrigue. So if you show up on my profile, you see that little picture of me holding my phone and the text next to it that says my fave Instagram hack. 
you're going to be left wondering, I wonder what that is. I kind of want to find out. And it makes you want to tap and watch it. I really think with Reels covers, we need to move away from kind of covering them up and using some kind of aesthetic photo to make it blend in with the rest of your brand and instead utilize it to the best of its ability, turn it into a thumbnail, add some text, generate curiosity, and that will help for people visiting your profile or your Reels feed to maybe tap and watch more content from you if it kind of grabs their interest. So that is the most distilled version that I could deliver to you on how to really use reels to the best of their ability. But I've got lots of podcast episodes about reels already. So if you just go to Creator Club Podcast on whatever app you're listening on, scroll through the past episode titles, you'll see there's more content about reels if you want to learn more, because now we got to move on to feed videos. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of Creator Club. Squarespace is the best all-in-one platform on the internet for building your brand and business online. Personally, I've been using Squarespace for several years now to host my personal brand website and the website for my social media agency, Creatorly Media. Not only can you effortlessly create a beautifully designed website using Squarespace, but they also have a ton of helpful features for growing online brands and businesses. My top three faves? Number one, the online store. Seriously, this is the easiest way to start selling products or services online. I use my Squarespace store to sell Instagram audits, Lightroom presets, Notion templates, and more. Number two, the blogging and RSS feed tools. Did you know that this podcast is hosted on a Squarespace site? It's so easy to create a combo blog and podcast with Squarespace's user-friendly blogging feature. And number three, the analytics. I'm able to quickly analyze my site traffic and figure out how I can optimize my marketing strategies to get more eyes where I want them most, on my website. Trust me when I say Squarespace has been a total game changer in my online business, and I know it will be for yours too. I've been recommending Squarespace to my friends and clients for years now, and now I'm excited to share it with you as well. And with a special discount, you can go to squarespace.com slash creator club to grab a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, you can use my exclusive offer code creator club for 10% off your first purchase of a domain or website. That's squarespace.com slash creator club and offer code creator club for 10% off. Check out Squarespace and start building your online brand and business today. What are feed videos? So this is just the original form of content on Instagram, but in this case where we're talking about just the videos, so the stuff that shows up in your feed, but you know, obviously not still photos. The recommended size for these is either 1080 by 1080, which would be square, or if you want to optimize it, 1080 by 1350, which is that four by five aspect ratio. So a little bit more vertical, takes up a little bit more space. So these are videos that you can create outside of the app and publish them to Instagram, just like you would with like carousels, photos, all of that kind of stuff. One other quick note on the size of these videos. More recently, we've heard announcements from Instagram saying that they're going to be experimenting with a vertical homepage. So kind of similar to how it looks on the Reels tab, they want to make the home feed look more like that, but they're going to make the photos and the feed videos full screen. This is something that is just in beta testing right now. It's not solidified as like a permanent change, 
but I would be really curious to see how this impacts content. I personally am not a part of this test, so I cannot see content in a vertical form factor on my homepage, but if that's your experience, I'd love to hear from you and see some screenshots and know what it's been like because I just think it's a really curious move. I can totally see why they're doing it, but anyway, if you've heard rumblings of this, don't worry, it's not permanent yet. For now, the continued best practice is probably that 1080 by 1350. And you know, you'll hear it from your girl as soon as we see this change widespread and if you need to start posting a vertical photos and videos to the feed. So stay tuned. But let's talk about the purpose of feed videos. So feed videos as well as other feed content will work best for you if your goal is to generate engagement and to build relationships. Though feed content can help with reach, more than anything, it's a place to build your connection with your audience by providing value through the three E's. Y'all, I've been talking about the three E's since probably like 2019, okay? These are the three main ways that you can provide value to your audience with your feed content, okay? And that's encouraging them, entertaining them, or educating them. Let's talk about best practices. There are so many different directions you can take with your feed videos. You can use this to repurpose a podcast or a YouTube video, pulling a valuable nugget and sharing it on your Instagram. You can also use this as a way to share a funny, relatable meme using a GIF, which will make it a video because Instagram doesn't let you upload like .gif files. So like you would make it, let's say in Canva, export it as an MP4, and then you could upload it to Instagram that way. Speaking of that, let's break down a meme we posted on the Creatorly Media Instagram page. This meme is actually a tweet reshare, but the tweet itself includes a GIF, so we posted it as a video. So this was a tweet from a user over on Twitter named John Steven Stanzel, and the tweet reads, What do hashtags do for my views on Instagram? And then it shows at Mossery colon, um, and it is a GIF of someone saying, Oh, um, nothing. So obviously this speaks to a lot of people's concerns about hashtags and, you know, what are we all spending time on hashtags for these days, right? Okay, so let's break down why this performed so well for us. First of all, it was polarizing. This meme specifically was referring to hashtags and in the caption we mentioned how they are so last season. It was more of a joke, but the entire post was implying how hashtags are not as important as they once were. There are obviously a few people who might have disagreed, but that's fine. It helps to increase engagement and opens up the opportunity for a healthy conversation with our audience. And, you know, sometimes stuff that is a little bit controversial or polarizing can open up those conversations and it does generate more engagement. The second reason is because it was kind of mysterious. This post was meant to grab the attention of our viewers and lead them to a new podcast that broke down our thoughts on hashtags in 2022. Since the post was a bit mysterious, we didn't really provide why we are saying hashtags are so last season. So a lot of people responded saying that they were eager to listen to the podcast episode all about that. Finally, it was entertaining. At the end of the day, the post was just funny. Like we found the tweet and we thought that was really funny of like Adam Mossery responding, oh, um, nothing. And it's just a funny play on the changes that were announced over the past couple years about hashtags and, you know, how creators feel about that dynamic between them and Instagram as a platform. If you are curious about this hashtag conversation, you can go check out the podcast titled These Instagram Hacks Won't Help You Grow. I talk all about the dynamic of hashtags in 2022 in that episode if you want to learn more. But overall, if you can create some kind of feed video that generates engagement, maybe it's a bit polarizing, maybe it's a bit mysterious, and at the end of the day, it's entertaining, that's how you're going to see the biggest impact from your feed video content. 
Next up, let's talk about stories. So what are stories? Stories are one of the best ways that you can allow your audience to dive in deeper with you on Instagram. Stories give you the opportunity to show the behind the scenes of your life and business and promote anything you want to the folks who are already following you. Stories are pretty much just going to be viewed by your existing followers with a few exceptions, you know, in special circumstances. And they're commonly created just right inside the app. So these can be photos or videos in 15 second increments. But if you do plan to pre-create your stories in any other, you know, editors, just know that they're 1080 by 1920 pixels. So that's a nine by 16 aspect ratio, classic vertical. So what's the purpose? Stories will work best for you if your goal is to generate engagement and build relationships, just like with the feed content. But beyond that, stories will help you stay top of mind for your followers and will nurture a more personal connection with them with more casual content. Let's talk best practices. As I mentioned, stories are a great way to both show more casual behind the scenes content, but also promote what you're doing in your business. You can also do a mixture of both. One format that's kind of unique that I've found that has worked well for me on my stories lately is actually kind of a more engaging method of sharing my feed content, which I find is kind of unique. Like I've seen a few other people doing this on stories, but not a lot. So let me break this down and talk about how I make my stories a little bit more interesting and interactive and how you can actually incorporate that feed content that you want to get, you know, distribution into your story in a way that is more engaging than just your average reshare. So to give you a quick rundown of what this looks like, basically, instead of just resharing a piece of content to my story and having, you know, like a little carousel, like preview in the center of a vertical screen, what I like to do is to take a quick selfie of me pointing to kind of like a blank area on the screen. I take a screenshot of the cover of the carousel and then I add it as a sticker to that image. And then what I'm going to ultimately do is I'm going to add text, obviously, that says tap here, check out this new carousel, whatever. But I'm going to save that image as a sticker, essentially. I'm just going to save it to my camera roll. And then I can share that piece of feed content and I can layer that selfie pointing to the carousel thumbnail over top of that post reshare and basically it makes it a little bit more engaging but people can still tap on that little post icon and they will see that option for see post to like lead them over to the feed so here's why i think this works so well for one it's educational because i'm sharing a carousel graphic from my feed that is full of great educational content this story is providing easy access to a lot of value. They didn't have to rely on their home feed or coming to my page to be provided with that education surrounding a topic that they might be interested in. Another reason why I think this works well is it's interactive. Normally when someone shares a feed post to their story, they will just go to the post, share to their story, maybe add a little bit of text like I was describing. That's it. And that's not super engaging. I think it's a little bit overdone and people are getting used to just skipping past that type of content. But in my case, I made it more unique and engaging by taking that selfie, adding the text, adding the image of the post, and then using that as a sticker over top of the reshare. So it's still interactive, but it's a lot more visually interesting. And in general, I find that if you're a personal brand, you're always going to see better performance if your face is in the story because people will like recognize you. It'll make them stop tapping through. If you want to see, because I know it's hard to describe this just over audio, but if you want to see what this looks like, just head over to my Instagram at Katie Steckley. And if you go to the IG updates highlight, I've got a bunch of examples showing exactly how I did this. And finally, the reason why I think this works well is it comes across as a very natural, casual, organic, if you want to call it that. 
And really what it comes down to is, well, pre-creating stories is sometimes necessary. What most people love about stories is how authentic, timely, like real they really feel. So in my opinion, the stories where I'm just taking a real-time selfie, documenting my actual day-to-day life, that's what's going to perform the best rather than creating stuff that's super graphic heavy or whatever ahead of time. Honestly, I feel like I could talk about stories and the strategies behind them all day, but we've got to move on and talk about live streams. Yes, this is kind of the fourth forgotten category of videos on Instagram. So let's talk about how they might impact your strategy. So first of all, what are live streams? This is pretty self-explanatory, but live streams are when you go live for your viewers inside Instagram. Just like a lot of the video formats on Instagram, this is a vertical format as well, which makes it so easy to just prop up your phone and go live. With this being a vertical format, you won't be surprised to know that the required size is 1080 by 1920, just in case you want to create any like visual assets to go along with it because there is sort of a slideshow feature within Instagram Live that you can use. So yeah, it's vertical 1080 by 1920. Let's talk about the purpose. Lives will work best for you if your goal is to convert followers into true fans. Lives can help you create a more personal connection and offer value or even build hype around a timely opportunity like a product launch or new content on a different platform. Let's talk best practices. In my opinion, one of the best ways to go live on Instagram is being super casual and making it more like a chat with a friend. Generally, there's not a need to plan ahead too much. Just be present and interact with your viewers in the best way that you can. One of my more interactive lives that I've done in the past is actually when I was chatting with my viewers while I was dyeing my hair. Yes, I actually dyed my hair red while I was live on Instagram talking with my audience and answering their questions just about life and, you know, having fun and honestly kind of, you know, lockdown breakdowns if we're being real. It was kind of early pandemic and I was like, I am stuck at home and what am I going to do? So I dyed my hair red on live. But let's talk about why I think this was such a highly engaged with live stream. First of all, it was casual. How much more casual can you get than having just an honest-to-goodness emotional breakdown on camera and dyeing your hair red with manic panic? Okay, that's real and raw if, if you've ever seen it. I think this really helps remind people that, like, I'm just, you know, a real human. I'm not, like, this perfect Instagram example or whatever, just going through life doing my thing. And I think that that's a great example of what you might want to do for your audience too, is like just kind of humanize yourself. It makes you more relatable and it helps you have those like kind of personal connections outside of just the more like professional or niche based interactions that you tend to have. Doing something like dyeing your hair or even like doing your makeup or like cleaning your house on live or whatever, it just reminds people that you're a regular old person that puts their pants on the same way as everyone else, right? So keeping it casual, real fun, I feel like that is the best way to go with lives. And second of all, it was engaging. Lives can sometimes be awkward silences or feel boring for the viewer, but if you're doing something outside of just talking, it gives the viewer a second storyline to follow. So they might feel invested in like the hair dyeing process and wanting to stick around to see the results. It just gives them something more to watch visually outside of just, you know, someone's mouth moving or not moving if they're just sitting there staring at the comments rolling in, right? So it's good to give people a second thing to kind of follow and look at. And in general, you want to try to keep your live at a faster 
pace. Try not to spend a lot of time just like reading the comments, pausing and thinking. Like people are there to watch you talk and provide information. So just keep talking, keep that mouth moving, keep saying stuff. Don't pause for long stretches of time because that's when people are going to drop off and leave. So I hope this podcast gave you a bit of a deeper understanding of video content on Instagram and how you can use each of these four different unique formats to reach your goals. I hope this also gave you some inspiration on how you can create high performing content just for me breaking down some of the most engaging posts that I've done on different platforms and different formats on Instagram. So I hope this was helpful and I can't wait to see what amazing videos you create over on Instagram and I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.